We're back. Hello, sports world, and welcome back to the Around the Hornet podcast. I would like to get you introduced to everyone. My name is Quinn Cisneros, sports desk editor for the Hornet. First off, we have Brian Mack, staff writer. Say what's up, Brian. What's going on? Thank you so much. I'm excited and appreciate it. Secondly, we got the man behind it all, uh, editor-in-chief for the Hornet, Jake Rhodes. What's going on? Thanks for having me back on. And lastly, we got the man behind the ones and twos, CJ. Say what's up, CJ. What's going on? What's going on? All right. Today we're gonna be we're gonna be getting into the UFC a little bit. Um, so first off, uh, Dagestan's versus the world. Yeah, let's, man. Let's talk a little bit about that, CJ. Well, yeah, man. So the Russians, they the Dagestanis go undefeated, seven and zero on the card. Um, as I go down here. Um, we have the one-eyed bandit from Russia, uh, Sharon Magomedov, um, winning in a decision over Bruno Silva, uh, Victoria Dudakova uh, versus Jin Yu Frey um, in a decision. Um, in our featherweight bout, Nathaniel Wood versus uh, Mohamed Nayamov. Um, uh, the, he's from Tajikistan. I think he's the first Tajikistani to ever fight in the UFC. Got a win there. Um, Mike Breeden over Anshul Jubilee uh, out of the United States. Got a win. Um, and then uh, Cedricus Dumas, uh, who's on the uprise in the middleweight division, uh, got a win. Um, and then we had our first controversy. Um, this card was extremely bad for like uh, no no contest. There was two really bad ones. Mm -hmm. This was the first one between uh, Javid Bashara and Victor Henry. I didn't even. Did you see what? Did anybody see what happened? I didn't. There was a no contest. Uh, I think. It was an illegal knee or something of that sort. It was a bad no contest. The doctor, he's never going to be in another UFC fight ever again just because of how bad he was. Yeah, that um, doctor, that doctor about the, the whole Johnny Walker and that whole controversy. Yeah. Was, did you see the memes where he was like, okay, now tell me your longitude and latitude. <laughs> because there were, because he asked Johnny Walker a question and then I guess he just, he didn't understand in a thoughtful manner and they, they pulled the plug and he, you know, they had no contest. So that doctor, that's, he was kind of wild then because that was the two matches that, you know, fans felt that like, hold up, that wasn't just, that wasn't right. Yeah. And, and that it's hard in a UFC fight to, especially when there's a language barrier. I believe the doctor was uh, English was his first language, and he's talking to Johnny Walker, who's Brazilian. Obviously, Portuguese mm. is his first language. Mm -hmm. That that is a whole thing there. So they need to Dana White needs to get that figured out. Uh, but continuing, we have our performance of the night. I think uh, the best fighter in the flyweight division, Mohamed Mokaev, out of the oh. UK by way of Dagestan, went over Tim Elliott, and then we get to our main card. The other performance of the night, um, Saeed uh, Nurmagomedov versus Mwen Gafurov, and then Ikram Alaskarov against uh, Warley Alves in a win. And then here we are. We just talked about it, our, our no contest. Uh, Magomed Ankalev against uh, Johnny Walker. It was a bad, bad knee. That knee. Jake, did you see it? Did no, you see it at all? It was not. a bad knee. It, it was the Piotr Jan knee, man. It was yeah, the Piotr Jan knee. Just Quinn, did you happen to see it at all? I did not. I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard. Yeah. Yeah. So fill, uh, us, in. fill <laughs> us in. Yeah. Yeah. Magomed hit him with a bad body, a uh, body shot, and it and took him down. Um, Johnny Walker tried to act hurt, uh, like faking it, uh, but oh, it backfired. Wow. But he was it on the ground backfire. with one knee, and Magomed just gave him the nastiest knee to the head. It was nasty. Mm. Um, he gets up. Uh, the doctor is talking to him, and I guess the doctor says something like, uh, what country are you in? And Johnny goes, the desert? I yeah, <laughs> I did see that. He I goes, did see that. He yeah. goes, the desert? Yeah, yeah. And he's you know looking like I'm ready to fight. You know, He gets five minutes. It was around the three-and-a-half-minute mark, and then uh, they call the fight off. And in this, Dana White's coming on into the octagon. They're pushing Magomed and Johnny are trying to fight each other when all the all the black and they, they got are beef. Around. They yeah. got beef. They got beef. We, we, mm. we, should, we should expect that fight. And Dana said that's that's gonna happen because they got beef. They got beef. Um, so just a bad stoppage. And then our co-main Kamaru Usman out mm. of Nigeria taking uh the loss to Kosmat Chemaev, um, the up and coming in the middleweight. Kosmat, he's gonna fight Sean. Yeah, so he, Dana White already said that the winner of this was going to get uh, the title match against Sean Strickland. Mm -hmm. And then Islam Makashev uh, ending the rivalry, uh, a head kick to Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, Islam is still uh, number two pound for pound. So we'll, 
Quinn, what was your thoughts, overall thoughts? Did you get to watch any of the fights, sir? Unfortunately not. You know, I wish I had the money to <laughs> buy that pay-per-view. Um, I did see that uh, uh, Usman lost. Uh, he's lost three in a row now. Yeah. Um, you know, lost his title. He lost the opportunity to get his title back. And now he's, you know, he's lost for a third time in a row. Is that, um, a, is that an age thing, a talent thing? Or what's, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit of a novice. So I'm curious, like what... Mm. I, Usman's one of the few names I do know, and to mm-hmm. see him struggling with where did that, where's yeah, that gone, and, where's that gone sideways? Yeah, I think when you have a guy who it's, I look at him kind of like Ronda Rousey, mm. top of the earth, couldn't come down. He he absolutely owned the welterweight division, mm-hmm. um, eight title defenses, and then Leon just comes out of nowhere and kicks him in the head mm. and just brings him back down the earth, and then buries him in the dirt when he gets the rematch and loses in a decision. Mm. So he hasn't won since 2021. Wow. And that was when he beat Kobe Covington. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't think he's coming back. Um, that was it. I think that's it. Dang. I think yeah. that's it. Let, let me, let me just interject a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so about the, the Usman fights with Leon. So I just want to mention with context, so the first fight, he was beating him badly. So much so that the announcers, Joe Rogan, John Anik, literally predicted, wow, what a horrible loss for Leon. He looks broken. And then literally 10 seconds late, later, the uh, the headshot heard around the world, quoted by Leon. <laughs> I remember gunshot, seeing that. dead, right? I remember seeing that. Um, he, he, he hits this, this, this left and, and he, he saw it, right? And so Usman ducked into it and he knocked him out. So that was a... In my opinion, the greatest comeback I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, Usman was winning most of that fight. And in the rematch, it was a close rematch. Very close. I, I did have Usman uh, losing. I think he, he did definitely lost. But it was a close mm-hmm. match. It wasn't, Very. you know, any wash. And then also the comes up fight was pretty close too. Yeah. Um, actually, I have this quote right here. Usman said... Um, I'm a championship fighter and you can't start slow like that. Give me a couple of extra rounds. I think the world knows what the result might be because it was kind of the tide was turning and we've seen with Kamzat, he does have cardio issue issues. I don't know uh, whether why, why that is. Usman hasn't. And so since this was a short fight on notice, it was to three rounds. Usman's only fought five rounds for, I mean, yeah, how long, right? So actually, yeah, Kamaru's last 10 fights or eight fights have all been five rounds. Mm-hmm. So... I think if it goes to five, it's I think if it goes to five, Usman probably comes out and wins. I know, it's so now, interesting. why uh, wasn't this one? Why was this one three rounds? Because it wasn't a championship. It wasn't a championship. Wasn't a championship. Yeah, it wasn't a championship. Okay. Um, so yeah, then again, he hasn't beaten Kobe Covington. You know, he hasn't won since he defeated Kobe Covington at UFC 268. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his third loss. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked really emotional in that in that post fight interview that he did, mm-hmm. um, just saying again how he couldn't start slow mm-hmm. and that he almost forget. He almost is forgetting what the feeling of winning is like. Yeah, yeah. And when somebody yeah. says that, when some uh, eight-time world champion says that, it's pretty their astonishing. Their confi- his confidence is shattered. It's gone. Yeah. You know? So so and he, he actually says it in his interview with Megan O'Levy and how um he he wasn't feeling super confident going into it because he had come off two losses in a mm-hmm. in a Usman, I think, is a perfect example for, you know, all, all, all you guys listening out there to how to take a loss and then to be honest. And, and Usman, you know, it's so interesting because he's obviously, I mean, this super buff fighter, but he's so in touch with his emotions and his honesty and, and how he is as a family man. I personally admire Usman. And so he he was honest. He said, I didn't have a lot of confidence going into that fight. I have, how, how, <laughs> I have come across as a lot of, you know, losses. I'm going to keep, you know, grinding it up. But I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I am a Usman fan and so um but I, I think it i think the age i think the age is also a part about why i don't think he comes back to a championship so i, I totally know where you're coming from chai because he's he's old man he's old super old if i could put if you two have obviously are very versed in this yeah. if you could put money on whether he comes back to fight say some lesser guy just to get his confidence back or yeah. he re- retires yeah. where would you put your money oh he's not gonna retire i don't he's think. not gonna retire he already said he was coming back but somebody did call him out Robert mm-hmm. Whitaker said that he Ooh. would like to fight him. No, at, he did not. Hold on. He was going to, he, Robert Whitaker said he'd like to fight him at the welterweight division. Oh, interesting. Division. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robert Whitaker has never fought at the welterweight division. I don't really know why he would want to, you know, have to cut that much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already a bigger, um, light or what's, what's above welterweight? Um, middleweight. Middle, is it middleweight? Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, he's he's already a heavy middleweight fighter mm-hmm. um, and light heavyweight fight. I don't think he fights light heavyweight, but, but he's he, already a heavy he, fighter. He, at that. He, he's flirted at 205. Yeah, he's flirted at 205, but yeah. he's already a heavy fighter. I don't understand why he would go down to That's fight Kamaru at and welterweight. B- Bobby Knuckles, as they call it. That's his name, Bobby yeah. Knuckles. <laughs> Big Bobby Knuckles. I didn't know we called him out. That's super interesting. I think what your, your question was, Jake, oh, sorry, I don't think he's going to retire, but I think it's really important to have a sit down him in UFC. Like, what's that next step? Because I, mm-hmm. I just don't know, you know. Does he stay at welterweight? But then, you know, he lost the champion, to, you know, to Leon twice. So he's not going to get that rematch. The 185 is interesting because I think he beat Sean Strickland. I'm not a, I think Sean Strickland's wrestling is definitely one of his weaknesses. So we'll see how he does with Kamzat. Oh, I hate when people say that. Sean Strickland, <laughs> Sean Strickland's wrestling is so underrated. <laughs> oh, really? I think it's because the fact that he likes to stand up and he, he does. does that Philly shuffle oh, with the shoulder. Oh, he loves it. He, he loves, loves the Philly it. shuffle shoulder and... But when he, when you watch him and you watch how he just spars mm-hmm. and how he trains with his wrestling, his top game is really, really oh, uh, underrated. So hey, fair point. I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think Kamaru's done. Um, mm-hmm. But being that this is his third loss, it's going to be five, six years before we see him compete for a title. Again. Wow. And at that um, point, he'll be, yeah, he'll be done. This is why I'm thinking like gone. he's, he's not old or out of his prime. But he's still at a place where he's, you know, if you look at his five last five fights, he's two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll fight some cupcakes on down the way yeah, right. or something so to get him. Back he needs up. some gimmies. He needs yeah. some gimmies. Um, so, hmm. I guess another kind of flow question uh, as we get into our our main event, the rematch: <laughs> uh, Islam Makashev out of Dagestan versus Alexander Volkanovsky out of Australia. Um, a lot of people thought Volkanovsky won the first fight. I thought Volkanovski won the first fight. Mm-hmm, uh, what was your guys' take on on the head kick? Um, do you think that Volk being the goat or in question to be the goat should have taken this fight? Yeah. Um, did you think that he did you think he won the first fight? What were your guys' overall thoughts? I thought um, I actually thought to going way back. I, I wasn't sure why he took the fight. To be honest I don't, with you, I didn't know why. He did I, I thought he had a he had a really exciting fight with Ilya Torpuya at 145, who's a dog. So I thought, okay, you know, just you know, you know, work towards that. And then if he keeps winning, which Volk at 145, we have sh- literally never seen him really struggle. So I I think I don't know why he took the fight, but. Um, and, and, and to go back to that first one, it was it was close. So I can understand why he thinks, he, oh, let me get back at him. I just wish he wasn't. It wasn't on such short notice. Yeah. Because it's we know historically when you when you're down 0-2, mm-hmm. it's so hard to get another rematch. Oh, we'll never that see that fight again because it's you're already down happened. 0-2. Because if you do the math, the, the rubber match is what at five now. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of getting ridiculous. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but the leg kick. One thing I'll say about Islam is his stand up and his striking continues to impress me. Continues to My get better. Goodness, because the, the Dagestanian label is he's got are just sombre machines they'll just they'll maul you right and, and, and some of them will no 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 doubt but islam striking i mean we saw in the first match he, he was going hand for hand with uh volkanovsky yeah. so shout out to islam because the work his hand and his kicks i mean i don't know i'm very impressed with islam i just think that you know this wasn't volk getting tired or getting beat up and run down this was volk getting caught with a head kick that put him into jupiter like he got (laughs) caught with a nasty head kick that opened that that wound on his eyebrow up and you know but the thing that i like about this so much Mm -hmm. is the respect that they have for each other they really do love each other they do like they have a healthy respect volk wanted this fight in abu dhabi after uh islam bottom which is crazy in australia which is crazy crazy i give volk the most respect i really do um, so yeah, that's, that's UFC. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and let's be honest, he's still the champion at 145. So, I mean, it's, it's almost like when Izzy lost against, um, uh, who the 205 or the, you know, I forget his name, but then, you know, you go back and you kind of almost forget. Oh, wait, Peta? Uh, well, no, he lost originally. Who was that one at 205? He lost that one. I think everyone forgot. Oh, he's still the champion at 185. Cause I think that some of the conversation with Volk is like, Oh, he's, he's down. He's, you know, he's on the downside. And I'm like, he's Oh, still wait, a champion. he's still a champion mm-hmm. at 145. And he's literally like maybe Torpuya boots it, beats him. But if you look at that division, he has cleaned that cleaned out. out. Clean I mean, house. it's crazy. It's at a John Jones level. Of yeah. Like there is nobody left. Yeah. And, and to be honest, Tupuya, I think is like six or something like yeah. that. Like it'd be interesting to look at his, his ranking. Um, but I'm, he, you know, he, I know he's getting that title shot. Yeah. Tupuya's five. Yeah. You don't really see champions like that five, but when you look at it and it's like Ortega beat, yeah, you're beat in Holloway. I love Max. Who yeah. doesn't love Max? He's yeah. beaten him three times. Jeez, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Imagine man. beating Max Holloway three different times. It's insane. Well, 
Yeah, Quinn, that's that's our UFC if you want to get us into our second segment of today. Yeah, so second segment, we're going to be talking about college football uh, week week nine. Um, wait, hold on. Is it week nine? It's, it's week, week nine. nine. It's already mm-hmm. week nine? Yeah. It's already week nine. Wow, that's man, it's crazy. flying by. Wow, it's that's really flying more, more than halfway home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go around the room and just ask these uh, these filler questions. So, Quinn, who won the week last week to you? Uh, ooh, it's a tough question. I mean, there are a lot of winners. I mean, you could go, you can go Alabama. They were able to storm back. I think Jalen Mil- Milrow is, you know, proving a lot of people wrong. I didn't even think you could, you could say he's proving me wrong. Um, I was not high on him, especially after that, ga- that Texas game earlier in the year. Um, you could go Utah. Um, you know, although I am a USC fan, um, it was very tough seeing utah come into the coliseum and beat us again for the third time in you know a year really realistically (laughs) a year um and uh i would probably say i mean i i think those are my two top winners of the week i'll go utah alabama um but outside of that nothing really impressed me that ohio state and penn state game was Really, really boring. Snooze. Snoozer. Yeah. It, it was just a snooze, snooze. fest. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm not high on McCord. I'm just not. Um, you know, I think I don't think he's the kind of quarterback that's going to bring a national title to Ohio State. Um, and that's about it. Georgia was on a bye week. They didn't get to play one of their cupcake games. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, those are, those are my winners of the week. Uh, let's pass it off to Jake. Yeah, um, well, I can say, can UCLA be a winner? No, I know they they, they beat a really bad Stanford team that Dion yeah. couldn't beat. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I am a huge Dion fan, and I get see we see them next week. Um, I want about your Air Force Academy handling yes, handle some business, handling some business, getting up there in the yes, top twenty, sir. so or top twenty five. And um, I guess the winner of the week, uh, I guess Bama's probably the best bet. To be honest with you, I didn't see a ton this weekend in particular. However, um, Utah is USC's kryptonite, man. I don't know yeah. what where that matchup. I, not, no cam rising, no problem either. <laughs> even, and that's again you say fan talking smack, but seriously though, Utah Utah played a really tough game, and USC's just got a daunting schedule in front of them. I kind of want to talk about them a little bit as a local yeah. school. Mm-hmm. They're in some they're in some trouble. They're looking at like some six and six, seven and, and five type stuff and right this, now. This this was where this is where we needed a win this week. In mm-hmm. order to stay in the playoff conversation. So, so, right. So, their next four games at Cal. Cal's so not that's, a sleeper. That's a winnable game. That's a winnable, but it's a win winnable game. Of the ones you got. But this is mm-hmm. also a Cal team that barely lost to Auburn. Yes. So, not a sleeper. And it's at Cal. Um, then at number five, Washington. I'm sorry. Versus number five, Washington. Yeah, we're and the Collie. the Collie. And then at Autzen. Versus number eight, Oregon. And yeah. then versus number uh, 23, UCLA. At, at the Collie. So... Yeah, I hate to cut you off there, but I have this crazy theory. <laughs> USC, we've only lost one Pac-12 game, so we're still up there. Yes. Now, that's not... So, Utah would have to lose another game because they've already lost to Oregon State. Mm. Miracles happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right? We go into Cal. We beat Cal. I can see that. I can, I can see that. Here we go. We beat Washington. No. Convincingly. Absolutely not. And no. it has to be convincing. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> that defense will give up 70 points. No chance. <laughs> we go into Oregon. And lose. Beat them. Lose. Caleb Williams is going to be, he is going to show people why he's the next great qu- NFL quarterback. Why he deserves to be the number one pick. No <laughs> a cu- just a couple bad weeks shouldn't shouldn't let's, let's disregard who he what he's done Quinn, he, Quinn, he was Quinn, a heisman Quinn. winner he was a heisman winner who has failed against every legitimate defense he has faced to date i don't he played bl- utah twice last year got denied he played Tulane, who had a decent defense got denied he played notre dame got denied played utah again got denied why do we expect him to be different against arguably the two best defenses in the country with work washington and oregon why do we think that he's just going to miraculously come out of nowhere okay Caleb Williams has shown you who he is, and that is somebody who beats up on the little guy and can't stand up to the big guy. It's tough. Uh, if, if he was to win the Heisman this year, he would have to go 4-0 in these last four games and dominate. Here's, my thing. Can we, Here's can, my thing. Go ahead. Last year, when we went into Utah, we had two 14-point leads, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. We blew that. 
That wasn't on Caleb. I'll tell you his stats. 25 for 42, 381, five total TDs. <laughs> yeah. In the Pac-12 championship, <laughs> we were up 14. <laughs> I think we were up 14 to three. Somewhere along, no, 17 to three. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Utah tied it up. Caleb got hurt in that first half. Right. I, 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 he was playing on one leg. If we could go, we could go back to the, we could go back to that game. He was playing on one leg the entire three fourths of the game. I, I don't have the animosity for Caleb that Jay does, <laughs> and I don't have the like the loving of Caleb that you do. I my concern and the reason USC is a fraud to me is that defense. Yeah, no, that defense is going to be the death of them, and oh, it's yeah, been yeah. the death of them. Clearly. Alex, yeah. Alex Grinch, Alex should not be fired. fired. He should fired. be out in street clothes on the street. And if guess what, Coach if Lincoln Riley doesn't fire him. Hot take: Lincoln Riley needs to be fired. And join because the Alex there's Grinch. Some, there's some. <laughs> Alex Grinch has been with Lincoln Riley since Oklahoma days, and he has looked. I mean, we remember Oklahoma's defense. Yeah, fifty-five to fifty-six, mm-hmm. forty-two to forty-one. Has I been mean, trophy quarterbacks mm-hmm. carrying. Yeah, yeah so true. he has all these high quarterbacks who haven't done anything in the NFL yet that um, you know are crazy in college, score a bunch of points, but he just mm-hmm. can't get the hey, defense. Hey, 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 Jalen Hurts, come on, come on, put some respect on Jalen Hurts. Oh, that, that is true. That is true. Brotherly, but... brotherly loving his way to the and, yeah. and he's tush pushing his way to the, just to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, I'm here for it, and I'm that's and that's that's the thing that. Lincoln Riley is too afraid to fire his best friend. And wow. honestly, that's why he's still there. Cause Grinch and Riley are best friends. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, didn't know I was on the I boat know. of, okay, it was last year. It was his first year. Maybe these guys are just getting into the system. No, I it's I'm over. <laughs> what's, the, what's the definition of insanity? Oh, because <laughs> doing the same thing and expecting a different result. How many eight years, seven years of this until you realize that he's just not a good defensive he's just coach? Not a, yep. He's just not mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Coach DB is a coach linebacker or something. You should not be calling the defense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I'm sorry. That's where I give my flack to USC because the offense could be special. And and if you're having to expect Caleb Williams to win you games single handedly, ask NFL teams that have that same problem. They, they don't usually win. You got to have complimentary football, and they just don't have it. So they're not going to ever be successful and two losses their season's over they were a national title contender two losses your season's over it doesn't matter Notre Dame done USC done I've heard talking heads like Caleb should just sit what's the what's he playing for well, what's, you, he, what's he playing for? He's, well, he's, he's got are, number one locked up. That's interesting. He's got number one locked up. Does he? Does he? Does he? Does he? I don't he does. know. He's not even. He does. No, no, no. The way know. the media is talking about Caleb Williams right now, it's like he's a bottom feeder quarterback. No, well, he's not even leading the Heisman. The Heisman. At this point, he's wanted. The Heisman doesn't matter. He's been christened as the number one quarterback for three years. He's. It's. They're just. He's just going to be there. They're not going to do any research. He's going to be there. We can debate NFL success. My debate topic is. What is he playing for now? What is there to prove? Well, he's already saying that he's he's going to come back. Yeah, if, if, if a certain there team are is rumors, selecting, which, yeah. can we just get into that a little which bit? Which I think really is ridiculous. The, the, the prima, the prima so donna stupid. of, the prima donna of Caleb Williams. Ridic- so, ridiculous. How are you going to lose to Notre Dame and, and Utah and talking about you want half of a team or yeah. part of a team? Yeah, yeah part of, of ownership. Your, I, com- I completely understand that. And I think, I think if he actually did say that, yes, that is a major red flag. And I do wonder if some of that's like his pops or like, or I know, like, or I, spun. okay, that his pop stuff that his, some of the stuff that his dad said is true because he actually did an interview. All this Caleb stuff hasn't really, come out factu- of his mouth. It, like, yeah, it hasn't factually been proven, right? I feel bad on that end of it because that's like you're. Especially if, especially if he didn't, if he said it, then you're, you're, you're kind of just dumb, but like, if mm-hmm. he didn't say it, he's getting blamed for it. That's kind of mm-hmm. messed up, but he's like, you know. all right, Brian, Mack, yeah, who this, won oh. the week? Uh, you know what? I was actually going to um, kind of agree with Quinn. Um, definitely don't know as much college football as you guys do, but I have to go with Alabama just because I do uh, cover it from just a broader scope. And I was hearing a lot of noise about uh, Nick Saban, man. I was mm-hmm. hearing, I mean, Nick Saban, who's, uh, you know, commonly him or I think I want to say Bear something something is the greatest, you know, a collegiate Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Yeah. I mean, th- th- these mm-hmm. guys are, are heralded as like the greatest coaches of all time, and there was a lot of noise about Nick Saban. And so, you know, to be, good. to be a good, you know, Tennessee team, and mm-hmm. then uh, the quarterback I know was was you know was receiving a lot of flack. I thought he looked good, so I'm going to go with Alabama in the sense of. Uh, they kind of quieted the noise. Uh, I'm not, you know, Bama's cool. You know, not kind of like you said, mm-hmm. I know some people love them, roll tide, and some people just can't stand them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go Alabama. 
I think I'm going to go with, of course, my Air Force <laughs> Falcons starting 7-0 and for the first time since 2002, which is the year I was born. Nice. And yes, <laughs> number 19 right now in the AP standings, beat Navy 17-6 in Annapolis. It's always a good one. I'm sure. oh, Air Force is looking good, ready to roll. I'm happy for my boys. Um, but Quinn, I'm going to go back to you mm. and flip the question. Who lost the week? Um, uh, well, outside of USC, you got to go... Uh, North Carolina. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They killed any shot they had at a um, play- college playoff berth. Um, I mean, Carolina is one of those teams where they're one of those programs where they only have one loss. Like they you can't afford. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, you think about you look at schools like Alabama, Georgia, if they lose to the committee's probably going to put them in. Yeah. I mean, last year they were even considering putting LSU, a two loss LSU team. Yeah. Before they lost to Texas A&M. So Carolina is one of those schools where, hey, you lose one, you're done for sure. You're, there's no right. way you're you getting get it on the table. You're not going to get any 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 um, sort of votes by the committee. Um, so I want to say the biggest loser is going to be North Carolina for me. You can't lose to Virginia. They, it you seems like can't. they get caught every year. You have the, yes. mm-hmm. what's that, what's that one school is Appalachian state. Mm-hmm. They get mm-hmm. caught by Appalachian state every year. They lost to Georgia tech last year. Mm-hmm. They just get caught every the year with the team. most random teams. It's weird. It's really weird. But, um, Jake, who lost the week? Well, I, I, North Carolina is the, the most clear one. I, can I go a little different angle of they didn't lose the game, but might've lost a little bit of like, I, think I, I think I know where you're going. The PAC 12 after dark, <laughs> Washington <laughs> and Arizona. <laughs> U of a, U of a gave that game away. They were, yeah. they were dominating three and a half yeah, quarters. quarters. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, that's kind of shocked me. I don't know if that's just a letdown from Oregon mm-hmm. win or yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. a bigger problem. Pen- mm-hmm. Our boy that chain, I like Penix did not look good that he night. He did not look at, at good. home up in the great Northwest. And, uh, you taking that U of A, take it to you like that with whoever that was can playing quarterback. Talk, can we talk about the depth of the Pac-12 and how it yes. really pisses me yes. off? And it's very sad that it's just ending last after year this year. Let's just take yes. a moment of silence for the Pac-12. Yeah. Mm. Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> we miss you and we love you. We're going to miss you and love you so much, Pac-12. You are yeah. the conference of champions. Of course, but this year, <laughs> I mean, it gets so exciting. You're talking about uh, DJ Uyangalale, my quarterback in high school, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, um, uh, Shador Sanders, Shador Sanders uh, yeah. Cameron Ward at Washington State's really good. You're talking mm-hmm. about um, uh, the kid from Servite that's not playing at U of A that's a starting quarterback. I right. can't think of his name. There's just so many right. quarterbacks. The quarterback mm-hmm. plays good and the teams are the like, teams, teams are good. Like good. some teams, like for example, UCLA and Washington's defense are elite. Yes. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. And then you have great quarterback play. Like, so it's actually really bad. If you're USC, you just can't go to Cal and expect, it to, expect to win. Ask U of A that went into the night at Washington and well, almost took and one. And almost took one. So. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a toss up and damn shame that we're going to have to see like the, now the pack four and then a bunch of spread out everywhere else. Yeah. Like the pack two. Whatever. Well, pack two, two actually. Know. Washington yeah, State right. and Oregon so State funny. didn't get picked that's up. So. It was so funny. I went to the UCLA Washington State game and the Washington State fans are walking around with their pack two conference. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's hilarious. That's a bummer. No, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Ryan Mack, who lost sure. the week? So besides USC, which obviously, you know, they had a chance to kind of come back and finally beat Utah and they didn't. I'm going to get a little creative because I know uh, we didn't speak about this yet, but I thought um, Colorado's loss last week against Stanford, oh, Stanford. was oh, just yes. crushing. And I just, I, I couldn't believe that they actually, uh, they, they lost to Stanford. I mean, they, they blew what a 27-0 lead at half, I believe. It was just brutal. Um, and so I, I think I just, you know, to go up with that kind of creative note that Jake was saying, um, I think I'm going to have to go with, with Colorado, man. You just, you can't believe they lost to Stanford. Oh, the Colorado. Um, you can't, I think, you can't do that, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they play at the Rose Bowl this week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very disappointing, uh, that Dion, I was really hyped for him. I, mm-hmm. let me rewind that. I didn't think that they were going to win more than five games. I still don't think they're going to win more than six or seven. Okay. Um, so, right. you know, mm. no, which which nobody should have expected, expected them it, to. It's a brand, literally a new team. Literally. Yeah, yeah. So this is a complete new team. He doesn't, he needs one year. He could get transfers 
at the skill positions in one year. Mm -hmm. But he cannot. He's got to build you, the trenches. You got to build the trenches. The big boys up front on the offensive defensive line, you cannot get those type of dudes. Six, mm -hmm. seven wins would be a good season for a first year. Great. Absolutely. They won one won. game. Yeah. I, and I, but the thing is, I the think still, maybe yeah, the, the, the way people, yeah, the way people were talking about him and how they were, the, the media, the kind of media attention they were getting. You know, with me, it, how, you know how media it's works. Dion, it's it's prime day, time. It's day to day too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's great, also, it's also prime time. Like it's Dion saying yeah, it's yeah. the best athlete, arguably, in the history. I just think it was a little overblown. That's all I'm right, going to say. Right, right, right. That's yeah. fair. And I will say, I have one for I for one have been very impressed with Shador Sanders. I didn't think he was this good. I'll be honest with you. I thought he looks like an NFL quarterback to me. Oh, I don't. I, 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 think, I, I, don't, I don't. I we don't know yet. We don't know. Whoa. I don't think. I I don't think he'll be a good. NFL quarterback. I do not think he is an NFL quarterback. Not today. Not but today. Oh, I, would I think wasn't saying today, but Jackson just, State to now has been a huge jump. Yeah, I think. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jackson State. I thought he was just like an athlete with playing quarterback. I thought he, he dominated the field at Jackson State. At, did, well, at, for the, the most comp, part, the, the conference champion or that little bowl game they did. They were, eh. mm. So when he faced competition, he did like. Eh. But I thought for the most part at Jackson State, he made himself look different. Mm -hmm. But he's with big boys now, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. he's in the. He hung in there with T that TCU game was really impressive. Really impressive. Mm -hmm. the, but the, the, TCU's not that great this year. No, but it's still a bigger it's competition. Still, I mean, in, and on the road, first game. There's you know, something about being the reigning, yeah, finalist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, about to say that it, they did come out strong, and you know they beat TCU, which went right. to the championship, and they, I mean, they got destroyed. I know TCU, but that's still impressive, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I guess, a little weight to that, but I'm not ready to jump to NFL quarterback yet. I feel but, like, <laughs> but it could be talked about. We can discuss it, like, yeah, like, yeah. like we're doing here. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So now we're getting into the hot topic Ooh. of the week: <laughs> the Michigan. Wolverines stealing signals. You don't mean the college version of the Patriots? The college version uh, of the Patriots. All right, all right. The college all right, version all of right. the Astros. <laughs> we can keep going. Yeah. Is do we wipe away everything Michigan has done because of what's going on right now with the signal stealing? No. Well, just no. to clarify, what have they done? So it, oh, for yes, the viewers out there, right. thank you. Good, good job, Brian. For the viewers out there who don't know, um, Michigan had hired a staff member to basically go to games and steal signals. Why that staff member would go to games and uh, get tickets in his own name, I don't know why. That would not be smart, but he did it anyways. Hmm. Um, the NCAA now has uh, video footage of him uh, on his cell phone taking video of the opposing team's signals. Hmm. Um, new reports came out today and said supposedly that this he was not alone. That he had this whole manifesto, the 600 page manifesto that he wrote, um, talking about how he was going to overtake the Michigan football program. Wow. And it, I read about a hundred pages of it. It's crazy. It's, he sounds quite frankly, office rocker, idiotic. I mean, you, know, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned manifesto, you know, yeah, that, that alone right Michigan there. Manifesto. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so now, you know, there's talking about, for one, I think Jim Hubbard is going to the NFL, back to the NFL anyways, mm -hmm. but there's talks about, more suspended games for Jim Harbaugh, um, vacating Lynch, which I think is the stupidest, mm -hmm. stupidest, which I think is the dumbest um, kind of uh, thing that you can do to a team yeah. as far as punishment goes is take away games that have already been played. Yeah, and one. Like, right. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think – so here's my take on it, and we, we're we making jokes about the Patriots and Astros, <laughs> but they did things that were – that you that they could control to mm -hmm. cheat. Yeah. Right. If you if someone goes and anybody could have recorded their we could have went to a Michigan game yeah. and recorded their signs and sent them in. Yeah. Right. But they didn't use an outfield camera that we don't know about, or they didn't send in a magical like Spygate plane or something to like record Jets practice or whatever. That seems. <laughs> I mean, it's a little. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an example. <laughs> yeah. Right. But this is just an average everyday person that's just recording, like mm -hmm. recording him and sending him in. I mean, that seems a not as extreme in my eyes. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm on an island on that. But my big thing is, is like everybody does it. Right. Everybody yeah. at Anybody every level filmed, does it. If yeah. you go to, it's called scouting. If you go yeah. to uh, Santa Ana High School down the street and. You know, if they have a bye week, they're going to see them at their next team's game right. that Friday yeah. looking yeah. at what's going on. We all, everyone does everyone it. Everyone does yeah. it. Yeah. But why is this, this is, and this is going to get Jim Harbaugh in more trouble? I think this is the NCAA targeting Jim Harbaugh because Jim Harbaugh has not kissed down to their feet or accepted anything that they've thrown at him. Sounds like an NCAA move. This is, yeah, yeah, NCAA move. NCAA, <laughs> NCAA is on a short clock here. They're going away soon. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely guarantee yep. it's a garbage uh, institution. But I have an article on that. I do, I do disagree, <laughs> Jay, uh, CJ. I 
don't think he goes to back to the NFL. You don't. I don't think he goes back I to think, the NFL. I think, I think there's a big reason why he left the NFL. And why is that? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I I just think you know it was getting a little too much for him. Okay. Um, the 49ers were starting to go into a different direction, mm-hmm. and he did want to go back to college. Mm-hmm. Again, it's way easy. It, it's not easy coaching, but it's easier to coach at the college level than it is the NFL level. Right. And I think I just I think, I think that's going to change soon. Is so. it? You think so? Is it that you that, think, that, that I topic? disagree. I disagree right now. Today? today, well, today, yeah, because with NFL, with NFL coaches, the, I guess the only thing that they have to really worry about is the fact that they're, you know, have to answer to a GM um, in an organization. Whereas in college, the the superintendents and the the commissioners, I should say, run everything. Mm-hmm. Like Big Twelve commissioner, Pac Twelve commissioner, they all run everything. But now with this transfer portal. And having to constantly like you, you can't build. So teams. we're on the same page. Yes, yeah. I'm. Th- I was thinking in a few years. You're saying today. No, today it's harder. Okay, that's because bit, yeah, you can't I build agree. teams on a four year scale now. You mm-hmm. have to build teams year, year. year by year, just like the NFL, just like the NFL. So I think it's much harder to coach in college now because of that. I agree. So my point was similar, but also saying that you know you're coaching people that are getting paid more than you mm-hmm. in college, but you're coaching kids that aren't getting paid. Well, now they are. Now they're yeah. getting paid. They're Some of them are getting the best ones are getting paid more than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when that number starts going up more, then exactly right. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we are on the same page on that. I, I, but I get what you're. I get what you're yeah, saying. Absolutely. But yeah, it's yeah, interesting. A question about Harbaugh to you guys. Am I not mistaken? But was, isn't this his first year of like real success with a legit defense? Or no, like it's been it's his two third, third oh, year. Oh, two or three. Because yeah. I thought that the, it was the first few were not were not yeah, good, yeah. right? I thought it there was a whole a thing where he wasn't even that good in well, Michigan, right? Michigan's not, always been good, but they just have to their never standards. beaten Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Their okay. standards are to be that's where the shortcoming. They okay, always okay. go ten and two, eleven and one, nine and three, eight and four. But it was just we can't beat Ohio State. But okay. now they've okay. beaten them two, two years in a row. row. Yeah. And okay. the way I see Ohio State this year, it might be three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ohio State has not impressed me. No. Yeah. Their quarterback their quarterback play, um, McCordy, just, I don't know. There's just something. Well, every game's something been a dogfight. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about it because we can say that, but I have, I got, actually, I got some notes here. Michigan ranks, Ohio State ranks, ranks number one on strength of record. So that means they have the hardest record in the country. Okay. okay. Michigan's ranked number nine. Um, so close. I'm Which, sorry. I, I lied. Michigan's ranked number 50. Oh, that's yeah. a big difference. Uh, yeah. They're ranked number 50. I knew Michigan had a weak schedule. Their schedule is cupcake. Mm. With Ohio State, we've seen them play Notre Dame. We've True. seen them play Penn State. They're battle tested. Michigan will only be battle tested when they play Penn State, which Ohio State has already beaten. So we really don't know mm. because Ohio State's more battle tested. They have the strongest strength of record in the country. Yeah. Michigan is. I didn't realize that. Does part not. Of it. Just, so that's something to think about. Yeah, for sure. But moving on uh, to our next topic. Quinn, I'm going to start with you. What is your upset of the week? Um, hmm. let's see. Out of the list of games, I'd want to go. There's not really a lot. That <laughs> the, honestly, I, the the biggest one I could see is is Colorado UCLA. I, I saw that coming. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw that coming too. I mean, you look at it. Wow, Bruins are favored by 17 points. Can we? Can we? Can I talk about something real quick? Yeah. So they benched the all-star freshman, not Dante Moore, mm-hmm. who was sucking it up for them in the first, you know, couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They put in Ethan Garbers, mm-hmm. a kid out of Corona Del Mar, who went to Washington and transferred, mm-hmm. who threw two touchdowns, 300 yards, had a great game right. against Stanford. No, we're not. We're going to give in him Stanford. It's Stanford. But we're going to give him some credit because he threw that pick in the first game right. and then they never he never saw the field again. Right. That so was the first action. Gave him a chance and he went off. Mm-hmm. So I think if UCLA can find a quarterback, if Ethan Garbers can just give them two and 200 each game. They got the running game. They got the defense. They got the deep. They could run the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could. I'm just saying if they find that quarterback, Dante Moore's young. He's giving me DTR vibes with yeah. he needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I agree. So if they can, if Ethan Garbers, he's a senior. If he can come through and just give them two and 200, I feel like they could run the table. Also, one other thing is, uh, I just remembered, um, Quinn Ewers is out. 
for Texas. Oh, oh are you yeah. serious? Yes. He's, he's, oh. I was, that's the game I was already looking at anyways. Yeah. He's, he's going to be out for weeks. Is this, is this Manning's? Oh. No, actually, no? It's, it's, they have a, they have their backup. So Manning's the third. I, Manning is the third. He's redshirting mm-hmm. actually. When it, oh. Wait, I didn't see this. When did this come out? Uh, it came out a couple days ago. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, he's not going to play. Oh, changes, this changes that makes the whole easy decision. outlook yeah, of the Big 12. Yeah. Because I thought the Big 12 was a two-man race. I thought it was mm-hmm. Oklahoma and Texas. But mm-hmm. now, you know, this is a sneaky 5-2 and two BYU. You know, mm-hmm. this is a sleeper. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it up in Provo? Oh, is it? I don't think it's in Provo. Well, Brian no, makes a difference. But BYU has had a good history of beating Texas. Do mm-hmm. they? Yes. Yep. Do you, do you got stats? Uh, I'll show you. I know when Taysom Hill was there, he went into Texas and beat them. Really? Ooh, so as, then, as Quinn looks that up, in, Taysom Hill. Um, Jake, what is your upset of the week? I was already looking at Texas BYU just because of, and if we're, we're going off the spread, are we just going? We, you can go off whatever you want. I, I was, I've been using the spread. I, I don't think Texas is 17 and a half points. I don't BYU. think so. That's, yeah. a, that's a big number. That's a huge. Especially with this is going to be the Texas backup first actual but game. It is in Austin. Okay, so that that there in high in college, I I that, know from huge. personal experience, it's huge Difference. to play mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Um. So that is a that so is. If, if I'm not picking there, because Kuhn kind of touched on that, U of A had some dog oh, had, some, had some had some had some dog in them last he week. No pun me. intended. He and uh, you know, Oregon Oregon State's a really good team though, but. You know, that if they can play off that momentum and hopefully just not make so many mistakes in the fourth, at least they, they'll give them a ball game at least. An Oregon State team that looked kind of, you know, iffy against Washington State mm-hmm. let up 38 points. Yeah. So, DJ, that's my guy. I snapped him for four years in high school. <laughs> I'm hoping he does well. Um, yeah, but he, he's come along. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go to you, Brian, because uh, mm-hmm. Jake took mine. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny because Quinn kind of took mine at first, but um, I think I'm going to go uh, Colorado. Yeah, that's a fair. I think I'm gonna go Colorado. I think even as a UCLA back. fan, I could I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a shootout, like no, no, you know, um, how's, UC, how's UCLA's defense? UCLA's right defense, I don't think I think it'd be They've a, been a, really a low scoring oh, game. Oh, I think. It's yeah. yeah, I think oh, UCLA really? arguably has the best defense in the back. Definitely the best run defense yes. for sure. Colorado does not have the greatest defense, so if their right. defense doesn't show up, then their their offense sure as hell has to show up. Shavir right. has to show up. Travis has to have a big game. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, also touching back on the BYU, Texas, mm-hmm. BYU owns a four and one record against Texas. Oh, that's really random. Yeah. Facts. No, they, they're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you don't imagine they don't play and, each other very and much. And they're two and one at Texas. Oh, so, interesting. And no Q and backup, backup oh. quarterback. At least if you were betting on this game, you could at least hammer BYU plus seven, plus yeah. 17 oh, and a oh, half. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Hmm, well, way sure. to go Quinn with that pick. My game <laughs> Is not any of those. I have the number 13 Utah Utes covering outright and winning outright against the Oregon Ducks. This mm. is at, at this is at Rice Eccles. This is in mm. uh Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Um that stadium is nuts. Yeah. If you ever watch it, if they do the red out, I hope they do the red out. The red out is awesome. I've been there, it's crazy. Those fans are nuts. Um, and then the ducks. This is a team that hasn't looked good on the road. Remember, they mm. went to Texas Tech and struggled really, yes. really badly. If they go to Utah with that suffocating defense, if Cam Rising just plays, <laughs> even though we saw that he didn't need Cam to. Cam Rising actually is out for the rest of the year. Are you oh, serious? Oh, wow. yeah. Rising's done. So, so Rising we'll probably is, be back next year. Jeez, yeah, if he doesn't year, decide year to go. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah this is, he's giving Bo Nix. Him and Bo Nix. He's going to come back to come back to haunt me. <laughs> One more time. Utah, Utah owns us. <laughs> they do. They do. So, yes, that is my pick of um, who is getting. So that, that sucks. I didn't know Cam mm. Rising. So on my other podcast, I have a pie to the face bet that Utah is going to repeat as Pac-12 champions. Mm-hmm. But Ooh. I bet so enough. with the if, if they lose hang in there if the they lose this enough. week if they lose this week you could bet you they the are pies not be in the face yeah. the pies would <laughs> be in the face but <laughs> I did it with the presumption that Cam I'm Rising was going to play yeah. yeah that's tough so it's tough but we're going to go um, to our next question I'm going to start with Jake here Jake mm-hmm. if you could go anywhere this week in person where would it be and why. Ooh, that's tough. Well, 
Um, let me see what we got on the slate here. Is is UCLA Colorado? That's at the Rose at Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Mm. That'd be fun. That's at the Rose Bowl. Prime time in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think you can't go against that. Um, if I had to pick a second game that's not my my team, if you wouldn't call it that, I would pick between. So I can give you a list of games. Yeah. So you got Georgia versus Florida, number seven Texas versus BYU, Tennessee versus five Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville. The neutral site that you do every year. Yes, uh, yeah. that, that's the one. I, that game's always a that game's always fun. Always yeah. fun. It's always you in the deep south, and they're just getting after it. And it's yeah. physical. A lot of plastic being smashed. Yeah. That'd probably be the. One. I mean, that, I, I just in general in my life, I want to go to some SC game, SEC football game, just to see mm-hmm. that. Like, it's just the different down there. That, yeah. I have a coworker whose son is a, just a, a student at Ole Miss, and he's just loving Love going to the games. It's so <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, it's different than what we do out here. That's oh, all we yeah. got. So those you know, fans they, down there are crazier yeah. than <laughs> California. <laughs> any yeah. California fan, any absolutely. Yeah. But Quinn, yeah. if you could go anywhere this week in person, where would it be, and why? Uh, you know what? I'm going to kind of throw a curveball here and I'm going to go Oklahoma, Kansas. Mm. Oklahoma's coming off a two point win against UCF. UCF Mm -hmm. not really transitioning well into the Big 12. (laughs) Not at all. They asked and they now have received. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's another term for that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) For the children Um, at home, we won't say it. But, you know, Kansas five and two, they've been pretty solid the past two years, I think. You know, KU's really probably, come around. Probably won't happen, but you know, you you can only dream, right? Any <laughs> any given any given Saturday, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> so I, I think I would go Oklahoma, Kansas. Um, if not there, I would probably go uh, Oregon, Utah. I think that'd be that's gonna be a great. That'd be game. a yes. really good game. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, although I despise both those two teams, uh, you know, that'd be <laughs> that'd be, be a really yeah, that'd be inter- an entertaining game, and I think it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, Brian Mack. If you could go anywhere this week in person, where would it be and why? So I'm biased. So I used to work at the Rose Bowl. So oh. shout out my Rose Bowl people. <laughs> so I, it's a beautiful stadium sitting right under those San Gabriel Mountains. So I'll definitely have to go to the Rose Bowl. You know, you got primetime, Deion Sanders, you know, going against UCLA. And then if I'm not mistaken, um, I think, is is UCLA, are they are they moving stadiums? or are they been, It's been discussed. I think that's closer to campus. Discussed. So, so I think just as a Rose Bowl fan, you know, just got to capture those case. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just get into that just a little quickly? I went to the UCLA-Washington State game. The Rose Bowl is the most disappointing, <laughs> underwhelming, just disgusting, just arena for ucla fans to have i feel like ucla fans are disrespecting the rose bowl <laughs> they should be disappointed if you're a Bruin fan you should be disappointed in yourself for not taking advantage the scene was amazing clear skies the mountains right in the back i mean the colors and it was just empty quiet it's tough it's yeah. tough when it's like 45 minutes from campus and it's yeah. hot it was hot. It's hot too traffic hot. traffic always sucks going there getting yeah that's there. the that's the challenge they need to get something closer to westwood for I sure that's yeah. my way into a neighborhood to walk down a very steep mountain <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I, yeah that's tough i as a ucla fan it is a bummer to go there and it's just not rocking like you think it could no. like the caldy can the caldy like, can rock yeah the when, when they're rock. when they're right yeah. they can rock yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so so I think I'm going to go a little smaller. I'm going to get out of the power five. Obviously, mm. if I could go anywhere, it would be to go see my friends play Deion Sanders at the Rose Bowl. Beautiful um, Bruins minus 17. I think Ethan Garbers, my buddy, is going to go, you know, pull through and have a great game. Um, so I would obviously go there, but I'm going to go down to the Blue Belt in the South. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go to six and one Georgia State versus five and two Georgia Southern. Don't forget Clay that's Helton. A good, that's a good one. Clay yeah, Helton one. is I know, the coach um, at Georgia yeah. Southern. I'm familiar with him. Yeah, <laughs> Clay Helton, the former USC coach, is the coach at Georgia Southern. I think that was a good step down for him. Um, the right spot. The right spot. FCS or mm. FBS, but lower level. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna go down to Gasso. Gasso minus one and a half there. Mm. Um, so that's where. I'll be going uh, for the week in my head. <laughs> and then for our final segment, NFL week seven. And now mm. my 49ers. I know you have not been looking forward to this part of the show. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. I wanted to just cross it out and try to leave it out, but I couldn't. Quinn, is Brock Purdy's Cinderella story finally coming to an end? No. Mm. I don't believe so. You don't cry, Jay. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so. Um, I actually had Brock Purdy. Uh, he was my he was my fantasy quarterback for this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I needed him. I was down. I was down 19 points, and I needed him to come through. He didn't, uh, which unfortunately sucks. Um, one in six now. Um, oh, jeez. You don't got to tell the people I'm that. Too, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm too um, So, like, I can't talk. So, yeah. Um, anyways, I don't – they're not fully healthy. No. Like you were saying, Che, before before the we, we got this going um, – He's a he's a great game manager. Yes. He's going to give you 200 to 300 yards. Um, you know, this offense relies on McCaffrey. They work Oh my gosh, he is a workhorse. Yes. You know, and uh, we Just all scary. we all know about, you know, McCaffrey's injury history. He is very injury prone. <laughs> You're asking for a lot. Yeah, and they they have been very lucky, and mm-hmm. I think at some point they're going to have to rest him once they clinch later in the year. But I don't think I I don't think a bad a couple bad stretch of games is gonna end a Cinderella run. I don't think I I don't know if it's definitely I don't think it's over. I think he's serviceable. The concern if we're calling him a game manager, game managers don't throw picks, and he's been throwing yes. a lot of them lately. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> and yes. that's the fear. He's thrown four in the last two games. That's the fear. If he starts going down that road, now we're talking about middle of the road type guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I not like the talking hands that said he was in the MVP conversation. That's hilarious. But but <laughs> but he's he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely. This yeah. team to the I Super think Bowl. he is a in he a better can't. place to lead us to the Super Bowl than Jimmy G was. Oh, for sure, thousand yes. percent. Yeah, but he can't start turning the ball over like this consistently. <laughs> that's where it's going to go sideways. And that's where they're going to call Trey Lance back. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that's, that's where he, that's where his concern might be. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ryan Mack. Yes, sir. <laughs> this BP Cinderella story coming to an end. So I think that's just, it depends on how you qualify that. So I'm mm. definitely a Niners believer. Um, I think the Niners are absolutely a Super Bowl team, and I would expect them to be in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. That's been my pick all, all year long. I would love that. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, I think we're just seeing you know some some growing pains with Brock. Um, I'm a believer in Brock in the sense of I think he's legit, and I think he can be a Super Bowl quarterback. I think, um, but I also think we're seeing the shortcomings of Brock and how he's not. You know, when you ask him, maybe in my opinion, for a larger load, you know, to carry an offense to make you know a big comeback, maybe he's not exactly that guy. So if you know, it depends on your your, your qualifying and your Cinderella story. If people thought he was like an elite quarterback, I think that's over because I never thought he was in general. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, but I think no, I think the Niners are going to still keep rolling. Uh, I do like Brock, and I, I and I think um, I think you made a good point. I just think Brock has a little bit more of. Um, a clutchness when it comes to G- comparing him to Jimmy G. I know he's, he's thrown some, you know, air apparent um, uh, interceptions, but I, I I do believe in Brock. I think, you know, to be the last guy drafted and to grind this hard and, you know, and, and to show up. And he's obviously very familiar with the scheme. His timing is, all, you know, is always good. His accuracy, he's got a solid arm. I just think, you know, I think we might see maybe a little air out of the out of the, mm-hmm. the plate I, in a little bit because he's not, in my opinion, like an elite quarterback. It's the, it's the NFL. They're going to figure out every quarterback at some point. Yes. And every quarterback is going to go through their rough stretch. It's how they come out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's had two back-to-back games. It was bound to happen. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think as, as fans and as people of the media, we tend to overreact. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's kind of going on. I still think he could be a good quarterback in this league, a great game manager, but mm-hmm. that's a good he's never going to be of the Mahomes and yeah. uh, Hurts, Joe Burrows of the world. Mm-hmm. He'll never be that guy, mm-hmm. but he is going to win games for the 49ers. And he doesn't have to be. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's a good point, right. Jake. He Thank doesn't you. have to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as a 49er fan. Take the floor, Jake. Come on. <laughs> just take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> the last two weeks have absolutely grinded my gears because <laughs> I am irritated with with a two groups of people. The first of which would be the 49ers fan base because mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. pissing me off is the fact that we thought that Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, was mm-hmm. going to be this Patrick Mahomish, <laughs> yeah. mm. John Elway-ish, revolutionary quarterback, and he's not Unrealistic standards. <laughs> At Iowa State, he was average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when we saw him in camp, I thought he looked average. Um, and now he just, you know, things fell into place where, you know, Jimmy G wasn't the right fit. Trey Lance wasn't the right fit. He fell into the right spot at the right time and mm-hmm. did what he was supposed to do. And that's kind of where I'm like, Hey Brock, just do what you're supposed to do. You're Mr. Irrelevant. Keep that persona. We don't need you to throw four, 400, you know, and have 110 QBR. We need you to throw two. 
and 150 and not turn the ball over and we're go undefeated for the rest of the season. Because I really do think our playoff window is this year, next year, and maybe a third year. Mm-hmm. We're old. Mm-hmm. Trent, uh, um, a lot of um, money in the books. Yes. Fred yeah. Warner, old. Trent Williams, old. Um, Christian McCaffrey is getting to that point where he's a running back. He's going to start it's breaking older apart. Than most. <laughs> right. Debo is already not able to stay on the field. We're just, we're just old and we're breaking down and we have these injury issues every single year. It's our kryptonite. And I'm just looking at our schedule. I'm looking Bengals, Jags, Bucks, Seahawks. I really feel like we should go 4 0 in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, we're at, Philadelphia. I think that's a loss. Um, so overall, I'm just irritated. And then the second group of, you know, people are the BP haters. Guys, yeah. he sure is. Hey, Trey, Trey, are you sure that's, you, you don't want to include Jake Moody? <laughs> Jake Moody from Michigan. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's the second group would be BP haters. You guys are hating on this guy who has an awesome story. He was the last pick in the draft who came on, didn't turn the ball over before, um, you know, we played the Browns. He was undefeated in the regular season. Yeah, he hadn't lost the game. He hadn't lost the game. And most would argue, if you really want to get down to it, if he doesn't get hurt in that NFC Championship game versus the Eagles. It's at least a fight. It's a fight. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we win, but it's a fight. We have the talent to to compete. Right. Right. We don't have Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, you know. That's my take. I'm wishing my team the best. This is this is our year. I feel like if BP can just settle down. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, we had, you know, the Eagles and Dolphins, the kind of the game of the week in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, are the Eagles bound to repeat as NFC champions? They're now number one in the NFC with the 49ers loss. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, 279 yards, two touchdown, one interception, 109.5 QBR. Quinn. Are the Eagles going back? Where, where, where are we going with this Eagles team? Yeah, I think they have a really good chance. I think if, you know, if Brock, if this this streak continues and he's just playing mediocre, um, not getting the job done, and if Debo can't stay on the field and maybe, you know, at some point McCaffrey, you know, something ha- with the way they work him, um, you know, something happens there. Um, I don't see the 49ers getting over the hump and beating the uh, Eagles. I think the Eagles right now are the top team. Hmm. Uh, I know they had a couple of bad stretch games. Like, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They, they beat the Patriots by five, beat the Vikings by six. Um, you know, they barely beat the commanders, barely beat the Rams, lost to the jets. They showed up against the dolphins. So my concern is, is that they, ha- they, they play a lot of close games. They haven't impressed me. Yeah. Mm. But, mm. but at the end of the day, when we're, I mean, we're talking about, you know, like we said about the media and week to week and day to day, where it's like the Lions are the favorite one day and look at the Falcons are on their way up. It's really going to be the Eagles and Niners in the end. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, yeah. it's a two headed race. Yeah. Who's going to yeah. compete with those? It's, it's only those two. It's, yeah. it, and it'll always only be those two, at least for this next couple of years, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see a threat as opposed to the AFC. Where it's going to end up being the Chiefs, it is most I likely. Think, but yeah. but at least they've got competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can look at the Bills, Bills, Bengals, Bengals are always Dolphins, there. Ravens, Dolphins, Dolphins. Are crazy. I mean, they will yeah. always be. At least they have some competition. I don't see anyone even sniffing the top two in the NFC. Can I push back on what Quinn said just a tiny bit? With oh, yeah. this, Eagles is better than 49ers take. That's what we're here for. Because <laughs> I don't think that they are. I mm. think the Eagles have been completely underwhelming. Can we I talk agree. about how Jalen Hurts has thrown nine touchdowns and eight interceptions this season? Yeah. Can we talk yes. about how um, the 49ers have the better running back? Yeah. They do, for they sure. They have the yeah. better wide receiver. Even though DeAndre Swift is nice. They have the better wide receiver mm-hmm. room. They have the better running back room. We know they have the better tight wait, end room. You, wait, hold on. You <laughs> think you think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith aren't better? Than Christian McCaffrey? Wait, you, you, well, if we're talking core. if we're talking wide receiver room, uh, give me AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Give me over. Brandon Ayu. Give me Debo Samuel. Give me um, I can't think. John Jennings. John Jennings. Absolutely. Oh no! Yes, no, Quinn, no, come no, on! Baby. No, I think it's closer than you guys are making. No, you, I think it's closer than you guys are making it. No, yes, but I, would, I think I will take AJ and Devontae. No, you can take them on day. Do the Eagles have the better defense? No. no, 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 no. So, okay. So they might have the better wide receivers. Yeah, yeah sure. But the Eagles got who, lost some free agents. I think that depleted it, them a little bit. The, now, this is an interesting mm-hmm. question. Okay. Who, who is the better quarterback? 
who is the better? Let me let me rephrase this. Who can throw the ball better on the field, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? I think I don't. If we're sticking, if we're sticking just to not the whole position, just throwing, throwing. Brock Purdy's a Brock Purdy's up there. He's more accurate. I have to say, but why are we putting qualifiers on it? Because it's just quarterback play. So because because we're in a we're in a time in the NFL where most of the game is throwing. Teams but, are throwing 60, 70% but of the time. You have to factor in the running too, don't you? Well, you have to factor in the running, but with the 49ers, you have a top five run. I think the 49ers have a top five run defense. And oh. I think the Eagles have a top five run defense. Yeah, mm. the Eagles the Eagles and Dolphins were one and two in, in, in a Rushing? Rush, right. uh, rush defense. Yeah. Mm. So if you're having two top five run defense, this is going to come down to who in crunch time can pass protect. Mm-hmm. The 49ers have the better offensive line. True. Maybe mm. flush. Maybe flush. Oh, no. Maybe oh, flush. Lane, Lane Johnson is a monster. It's Shout close. out Lane Johnson. So Trent. Trent Williams mm. is one of the best offensive players ever. Do it. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Of course. So you know. But let me. This is okay. This is again after I just bashed the media for being recency bias. Here's recency <laughs> bias. Yeah. We're saying Brock Purdy in the clutch or Jalen Hurts in the clutch. Have we not seen how Brock Purdy was? Well, Browns wasn't really his fault. Last week in the clutch wasn't. Yeah. Ideal. But last two drives, also, two picks. So what I'm seeing, what I what I collected from these last two games is Brock Purdy. We understand for one that he's human, yes. but two that he lowers his his level of play down to his opponents. Because when he played mm-hmm. the Cowboys, he looked amazing. Yeah, right. The Cowboys are amazing, have an amazing defense. Mm-hmm. And, he he, shredded him. and he shredded them. Mm-hmm. But when he played those teams where it's like, oh, the Bears and the Vikings, you yeah. know, who cares? <laughs> right. It, he, he and the Browns game, he put them in a position to win. The he put them in a position to win. And Jake Moody you go to Michigan, you know. <laughs> so you know, I but think that Hurts played his ass off in the Super Bowl. He did. He did. So, so I'm not. I don't get me wrong. No, no, you're not saying he's bad. World, you're saying you I'm not him. saying that Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. I'm saying that Brock Purdy is a better thrower think, of the football than Jalen Hurts. I, I think. I think. Trey. I think that's interesting. I think. Yeah. I think Hurts, in my opinion, is, is clearly a better quarterback. Absolutely. But I, but I think it's interesting because if you want to qualify and say, hey, in a fourth quarter game when it's just going to be straight throwing, or maybe Hurts has to come back, I actually think there, you know, there's an argument. Argument that 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 pretty you know could get it done more so I, I understand that yeah absolutely all right so our next and final topic of <laughs> the show mm-hmm. of around the hornet we have had a great time um being with you guys today but our final question do raiders fans and i'm going to start with jake because he is a raiders fan in the room this is the one i wanted to cross do off. raiders mm-hmm. fans have a hope of winning the next three games all three no um i don't I don't see us going into Detroit on Monday Night Football for two reasons. One, they like to embarrass me on national TV. Usually, <laughs> yeah. number two, Detroit just getting their butts whooped. That, oh, any yeah. NFL team gets their butts whooped the next week, you know there's going to be hell to pay. Except for the Raiders, they just get their butts whooped again. Yeah, <laughs> so it's different. So I don't see them beating Detroit. I see them hanging around with the next two opponents, however. Sure, but uh, it, uh, even then, even it's like I can. Giants, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying if it's, it's if it's doable. Brian Hoyer against that Jets defense, I it might don't be trouble. See. But yeah. the Giants, you could get Giants, you could get. I'm so mm-hmm. waiting. For, we should give Aiden O'Connell should be the quarter. I don't know why this is even up for debate. I don't know why it's up for debate either. I don't know what why is Hoyer's, what is Brian Hoyer going to give they, me? They didn't. They didn't like. That he's young and the some of the decisions well, that they he made in as in McDaniel's this yeah. is not sure yeah, I mean, decision. Yeah. They have been losing for literally forever. They yeah. need to yeah. switch up their line. I'd welcome McDaniel's back in New England. I'd say, come you, on, buddy, you, you come you on back. Have, yeah, he's going to come mean, back you, home in a couple you, years. You need the help on offense, so you should have it. Yeah, <laughs> but because he's not helping us on offense, <laughs> even though you have the best receiver, one of the best receivers of football. Yeah, that's I kind of can we? I know the top like the Raiders is going to suck. I'm a Raider fan. It's been my whole life. When I was seven years old, none of you. We're either born or not born yet. The last time they went to a Super Bowl. Okay? Yeah, 2002. 2002. Yeah. I was literally born in my in my little Jerry Rice jersey, and they got just shellacked. And I was the, the forthcoming for the next 20 years. <laughs> we don't have to dig deep. I don't have to dig my into my heart that way. But what I would like to discuss is is what, <laughs> what do you, the, the passion, the tears. Um, what do you think they trade Devontae? That's what I want to say. I think if I'm Devontae. Every day on Bleacher Report, it's here's yeah. the package for Devontae. Here's yeah. where he should go. Here's what he should do. But he doesn't want to, he's not saying he wants no, to be traded. No, but here's the thing. He's, he he sure is complaining a hell of a lot, though. Once you took an ass beat, yeah. you're in the ball. Yeah. I don't understand how you don't. He should have 25 tar- 20 targets a game. Yeah. He should have the ball every time. We do not have mm-hmm. one receiver that deserves the ball more than him. Well, no. But Jacoby Myers has been he solid. Doesn't but not more. But not more. Yeah. If you throw, they, keep, they keep throwing to him for some reason. It's just fine. But like, he's been good, actually. He's been good. Devontae the damn rock. That, yeah, yeah. I, if I could, I'm not defending that, but 
Myers is so familiar with that with that mm-hmm. system. I guess. Yeah, he is with the Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I guess, but like it doesn't I don't care, dude. Get I, him the ball as a Reader fan, yeah. Devontae's gotta have yeah, the ball. Yeah, hands. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. can't be seven targets and two catch. It just can't be that. It can't, yeah, sure, sure, it can't sure. be. He's too good. <laughs> so it's my sure. whole take on the Raiders fiasco is first of all, I'm a Raider hater. Okay. Um yeah. I was born into like the honesty. Ra- Which is really weird though, because the Raiders haven't really been great. Yeah, there's no reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like kicking us all we're down. Yeah, so mine is anecdotal i was born into a raider family uh, i was born into the black and silver and as a kid i was like they suck like, <laughs> that's, yeah, i you, want you to got, be a part of a team that's winning you got it in the right time yeah so i was like you know what what's the next closest team all right i'll be a 49er fan and forever since then since that point of time i was like i hope the raiders lose until i'm six feet under and mm. so well, this so that's the way they're going so. yes <laughs> it is but i disagree with you really because i think the Raiders have a real chance to win the next three games. You think so? I think all three. All three. I think that the Lions. Right, hey, they, come on, man, I, Brian Hoyer. I think <laughs> Brian Hoyer. I Brian think, Hoyer. I think that the the Raiders have an absolute chance to beat the Lions. I think it's going to be tough, but I think it's a sleeper game for the Lions. The Raiders are down after that terrible loss against the Bears. Then they go into the Giants. Don't even get me started with Daniel Jones. I like, see that. Like, yeah, that's the one I think. The Giants one is very doable. What they're very so and so is the Jets. The Jets at home. I mean, good defense, really good defense. Yeah, we know yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but Raiders defense is actually for the the one time in my life. Twenty two <laughs> yeah. years, we finally have a defense that's actually good. It, it we can't score over twenty points. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's god, give me, give me an aneurysm. This is like. It, oh. But after, but the thing about that is, is after that three game stretch, they have at it's Dolphins brutal. versus yeah. Chiefs versus Vikings versus Chargers at Chiefs yeah, at Colts that's brutal that's a brutal stretch so yeah somehow we're still in second place that's unbelievable why because the, the Chargers division is so because the Chargers are Chargers because the Chargers we lost to the Chargers because, okay if, if Jimmy G is the starting quarterback I'll I'll give him a chance against the Lions if it's Brian Hoyer there is no chance in hell they are winning the next three games no chance. The lines are good. I'll yeah. be like I'll be like uh I mean, Chris let's, Russo. Let's check these. I'll lines. retire. I'll retire. Let's check the, these <laughs> lines. Let's check the, the Raiders. I, the I, next I like the Lions. And and to be honest, shout out Dan Campbell. I love what he's building over there. Hearing him speak, the man totally is a bona fide leader. So I I I, I I'm buying some Lions stock. Just because also I, I like Dan Campbell. I've liked mm. him for a couple years now. I don't think one bad game like dictates how your season's gonna go. No, obviously. but man. Vegas disagrees with you because uh Vegas or Raiders at jet giants mine uh, the raiders are minus three mm. uh, so they're minus three versus the giants they're minus three versus the giants um i'm looking up what they are against the lions versus the lions detroit is minus eight um so they're you know touchdown a uh, dog there and then versus the jets i don't think there's a line for that yet um so you know we got to go here. Um, we are we are so happy to be back. Um, and Quint, close us out. All right, folks. That's it. You know, glad to be back. Glad to, you know, get the Around the Hornet podcast going. Um, that's all for me, Brian, Jake, very much. CJ. And uh, we are signing off. Signing off. <laughs> Thank you.